Put your hands together for old men in sweat. Sweat. Old men sweat. Sweat. Put your hands together, y'all. Mary B. Tommy T. We gonna have a good time tonight. Let's go. Let's go. It's old men in sweat. To get your blood flowing, and I want to go to like a hot topic. Just quick six things. I'll say the, the what the name, and then you just give me what you're thinking, just to get some energy going here, because the subs weighing me down. So okay. okay, so okay. Well, Demar Hamlin, go. Demar Hamlin. I think the whole the whole country, the whole the whole football community, fans, players, coaches, everyone involved, it just breathed a big sigh of relief. The guy, the guy's going to be okay. I mean, we. You know, we thought that he was going to be paralyzed or be, you know, incapacitated in some way because he was basically, you know, unconscious on the field and um, everyone was scared to death. And then, you know, of course, he ends up in a hospital. No one knows what's going on. But, you know, the the best thing, best part of this story is that medical team and those trainers of the Bills, they saved that guy's life. They reacted so quickly. And that's never happened before. A player's never had gone on a cardiac arrest on the field before. So it wasn't like they had some big training for that. They didn't have any experience with that. They just, they reacted so quickly that they not only saved the kid's life, but but it seems like he's going to have a good quality of life. It seems like he's going to have pretty much a normal life, which everyone, everyone's got to be relieved for that. Yeah, you know, thank God. God bless him. I mean, within 10 days, He's back in Buffalo, and I think um, today he's out of the hospital. So you're right. Those medical people, I always say the way the medical profession is now and what they can do, it's incredible, and it's good for me and you too, but it, it's great. That guy, how it was scary. To how quickly they got to him, and they, and they recognized the situation he was in, and they just, I don't know, but they just did a fantastic job. Yeah. We don't know their names. You know, it's funny. We know Josh Allen, and we know Stephon Diggs, and we know all the players, and you know, they're all great and stars, but we don't know the names of those trainers and those medical personnel that went out there and saved that kid's life. So I think that I think we'll learn their names as the days go by. But yeah. that Bill's team, those players must know them now. They yeah. must, you know what I mean? Like they must be heroes on in that organization. Yeah, thank God for that. I mean, that was scary. And I, I know, you know, there were some negative things with it with people going after um the receiver was at Higgins and, and just some other things. And, you know, like, like it is what, thank God. The negative things, buddy came from these, these TV personalities and these analysts that have these gigantic egos. They say whatever they want. And Bart Scott said something stupid and Skip Bayless tweeted something stupid. And these guys just say the dumbest things and they get away with it. And then of course it creates, it creates all of this controversy, you know, but I mean, we can get to that later. But yeah, what, Bart Scott, what Bart Scott said about T. Higgins was completely uncalled for. He made it sound like T. Higgins like, like was somewhat responsible for what happened. And, <laughs> and, the, and the way he worded it was like T. Higgins was, you know, like caused it. This is this stupid. Uh, we could say Bart Scott's uh, responsible for a lot of the Jets failures, too. Okay, Bart Scott ain't nothing. Like, <laughs> Come on. You know, right? All right, next one up. Tua. Yeah, a lot of these are injury related, but now Tua. No, buddy, we did. You know, we did a podcast. We did a podcast a few years ago um, uh, on the NFL draft. Um, you know, about, about Tua's draft and, and Tua's name. Like we picked like the first twenty picks. Oh, you know who we thought who was going to draft who, 
and Tua's name came up, and I said, you can't draft that guy because he played at Alabama. He played at the best team in the, in the nation, and he was tackled maybe three or four times in his entire career at Alabama, and every time he got hurt. Like, every time he went out. Like, Tua's been injured ever since we heard of him. He, he can't. You know, it's too bad. Like, you know, like the concussions are really serious, and he's really going through something, but he can't stay on the field. That, you know, he's had bad hits and he's had little hits. And every time he's gone out. So I don't know how Miami's going to extend him. There's no way they can give him that contract that, you know, Lamar Jackson's trying to get or the one that Russell Wilson just got or the one that Dak, Dak Prescott got. You, they can't pay him no $250 million. Are we crazy? You know, he hasn't played enough. And unfortunately, a lot of this is concussion related, too. But regardless of that, I mean, he hasn't shown enough yet. Like, it's so amazing what little you can you need to show to get like in the NFL, especially a quarterback, like an unbelievable contract. But that only relates to a quarterback, the quarterback. Exactly. So desperate for quarterbacks, because I've been telling you for years, there's only 15 good quarterbacks in the entire world. There's not there's not 32 quarterbacks to go around even in college right now. You know you got um you know you got Bryce Young, you got CJ Stroud. I mean, who else is coming out of college that's going to be a good quarterback? You don't even know if those guys are going to be any good. There's not enough quarterbacks to go around. So when someone like Tua does come and they get and they grab him and you know and then he plays a little bit. He's played well. When he plays, he plays well. He's got those great wide receivers. Everybody says, "Oh my god, we got we got a quarterback." No, you don't. There's only like a dozen of them right now. You look at the NFL, you go down the list, after 10 or 11, do you want, do you really want Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? You really want those guys? No. They haven't had a quarterback since number 13 at the end of the day. You don't want, you don't want Tua, you don't want Dak, you don't want Cousins, you don't want Garoppolo. Nobody wants those guys. No. There's no more quarterbacks to go around. All right, so ready? Next. Let's move on. Next one. It's going to be another one. I mean, it's all, it's, it's like an injury uh, theme here as far as the hot topics today. Sleepy Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I like what's going on here. Is he just yeah. sitting out? They got what's no. happening? No, he's not playing any games. Like that guy's not playing games. He's hurt. He's hurt. Okay. He all right. Also, he's got a bad knee. It's not like a terrible injury, but it is a bad enough injury where he doesn't have his mobility. And he's got a he's got a PCL strain, and you know strain is code word for I mean no, it's the technical term for strain is that there's a partial tear in the ligament. That's what strain means. So if they say he's got a PCL strain, he's got a grade two PCL strain that's on a borderline of grade three, right? It's close to being a grade three PCL strain. So it doesn't require surgery, but he's got a partial tear of the PCL ligament, which isn't as serious as the ACL because it's the posterior one. But he's not healthy, and and that again, that's what happens when you got a running quarterback. There's no big surprise; he's hurt all the time now. So Just he's like, got two. He's got two ligaments, the PCL and the PCL and the ACL. They crisscross. Yeah, he, both of those are strained. Strained. Well, the, the ACL is the one that stops your knee from hyperextending. Right? Yeah, that's the one I tore in my right knee. PCL is the one that stops your knee from bending too far. That's okay. The one that- that's the one he hurt. Okay. How serious is the ACL, which you and I have. Yeah. But so, still, serious enough for an NFL football player that he can't play. Well, that's what that's what Ezekiel Elliott went through last year. He partially tore his PCL and it slowed him down. 
he has he hasn't regained regained his quickness. But Lamar can't play right now. He's not healthy, and also he's going through that ridiculous contract negotiation with the Ravens, where he's he's his own agent. I think him and his mother. Are negotiating. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a a, a legit like agent guy. It's him and his mom. He's got his mom, but you know it's not a bad idea. Like I'd have, my, I'd love to have my mom negotiate my contract. Whatever yeah, you I, offer me, whatever you offer me, it wouldn't be enough. Well, yeah, like it, even if even if you had an agent or a manager having your mom like as the bulldog, and then she plays bad cop, it's like oh, I don't know. Yeah, what am I supposed to do with my mom? That's my mom. So so sleepy Lamar Jackson, who I always say just looks like he woke up. Like every every, every anytime you see him, it looks like he woke up like a minute ago. He's there's people. The reason I asked you about how serious it was because there's people that are are accusing him, like Baltimore Raven fans. I was online reading it that they think maybe he's faking it. Like he's he's, yeah, a, he's bad, but he's not bad. I'll tell you something. The only people that are accusing an athlete of faking it are the kinds of people that would fake their own illness and not go to work. That that's that's BS. These guys don't fake injuries. These are the greatest players in the in the world. You know how hard it is to get to the NFL. You don't fake anything. He's not faking nothing. He's hurt. And, and a, fan, yeah. a fan that says that, a fan that says that doesn't respect players. Like, get rid of that fan. And he's not. Yeah, and he's not like he's not not playing because the it, it, it's like if, if he doesn't play. It doesn't really help him with his contract. It doesn't really hurt him anymore. He already did what he did to go get whatever contract he's going to get. So Dak, Dak Prescott, in his contract year, he got his leg broken and his foot was facing in the opposite direction, and he still got the $175 million. It didn't do anything. You, you yeah. have to, they don't care. If they think you're a quarterback, they're going to pay you. That's ridiculous. All right, next. We're going we're gonna to switch sports a little. Uh, KD. KD. KD just came up hurt. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Well, of course he came up hurt. He hurt his knee. He hyperextended yep. his knee. So he's got he's got a, a, a I think he's got an ACL strain. I didn't I didn't see the official diagnosis, but he um he's supposed to miss a month, which means that he's gonna miss two months. Yeah. Because they're gonna be extra cautious. Because they're doing so well. They got such a they built up such a good record that they can afford to play five hundred ball or whatever it may be over the next month. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bring him back right before the playoffs. Now they're not gonna they're gonna use this as an excuse, and they're not gonna bring him back until they have to, because he's always hurt too. Like he's yeah, because I don't I don't think he's ever been the same since when he was on Gold State. Remember he hurt his knee, and they brought him back too early, and then he tore his Achilles, didn't he? No, he hurt his ankle. They brought him back. He hurt the ankle. Yeah, it was and, and, and so now now he's got is it the same? Do you know if it's the same leg? Is it the same? Uh, knee because he did have a bad knee i don't know i mean this one this one he someone fell into him he was (laughs) fell into him and hyperextended his leg that happens all the time it's like impossible so you don't think it's going to be a big deal for them because they you know i mean the season's too so early anyway now the nba season no matter what they were going to find a way to sit him out for a month anyway even if he didn't hurt his knee now at some point during the season he was going to go down for a month. They're not going to play these guys. D.D., LeBron, Anthony Davis, none of these guys are going to play the whole year. They're all going to sit out. Kawhi Leonard, none of them are going to play. Yeah, well, they, they do that management thing. They would. KD was only going to play 60 games max anyway. So this is their way of resting. That's a good, that's a good thing. Okay, last one. I was talking to Eric Raz the other day. Our buddy Eric Raz from the neighborhood, 
and he loves the Mets. You know, he's a big Mets fan. And he was livid about the shortstop about Carrera, that whole scenario. Like it was, he thought they got him from the Giants. The Giants, remember, the Giants bailed out and then the Mets came in. But I guess, I guess there is some scenario here with, with, with his injury. Thanks to this guy. Well, he went from a $350 million contract with the Giants yeah. to a $320 million contract with the Mets to a $200 contract with the Twins. I think he went from 13 years, the Giants, 12 years with the Mets to six years with the Twins. So he's got a steel plate in his, in his ankle that he injured back when he was in the minor leagues, I think. He wasn't even yep. in the majors. And he's never been, he's never been um, injured since then. That, that particular injury has never caused him to miss games in his major league career. He's had other injuries. But for some reason, all of these physicals have like brought up these huge red flags on that, that plate. He's got a plate in his ankle. So yeah. that's, that's why – you know what the Mets did was they agreed on the 320. They gave him the physical. They found it, and so their doctors gave the recommendations. So the Mets tried to renegotiate, <laughs> and they probably lowballed the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. You know, and so Scott Boris, his agent, you know, kept negotiating with other teams. The, the Twins were always there. They always had their offer there. Yeah. So he ended up getting a better offer with the Twins. But the problem is – you know, baseball is not like football. You know, yeah. football you got all the games coming up this week. So, you know, like you're a Vikings fan, but you're going to watch the Bills game. Like you're going to mm-hmm. watch, you know, you're going to watch the, the, the Cowboys Bucks, right? You're going to watch, you know, the Chargers playing the Jags, right? Because like we love football, but in baseball it's different. Like even in the playoffs, if, if the Twins are in the playoffs and our team's not in the playoffs, I'm not watching the Twins. Like no one watches. No one watches the Twins. That's really interesting. That's a good analogy because I don't watch if my hockey team's not there, if 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 my hoop team's not there, and 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 baseball is weird. It's like well, well, because it's the one and done thing. You know, football's the one and done, and I think it's still exciting to watch it. A couple of years ago, you and I watched every game of the yeah. Phoenix-Milwaukee final, and that wasn't yeah. a good final. You know, Milwaukee and Phoenix, like, wow, like, who wants to watch those guys? But we watched every game of all six games yeah. because we love – because basketball, like, we just want to – we don't want to watch great games. But with baseball, like, I'm a Dodgers fan. Like, as soon as the Dodgers got eliminated, I don't watch one game. I don't watch one playoff game. I don't watch one game of the World Series. Who was it? The Phillies and the – who? Like, who the people – who won it? The – who won it? Huh? That's, good. That's good. Wait, the the Phillies the Phillies uh they lost they beat the Astros. The Astros beat the Phillies. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I don't watch one game. I don't care. That that's baseball. That's that's baseball. a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. You're right because basketball. I love basketball too, and I I guess you're right. Like I think it's baseball is one of those sports. Like I'll go live and watch it, and hockey's the same way. But if, if my team's gone, you're right. I'm going to watch football, watch basketball, but I'm not. I'm not. And my last team. Last year, yeah, Golden State played the Celtics in the finals. That was a great final. I wanted. I, I hate the Celtics. I hate the Celtics. Oh, I hate them with passion. We're Laker fans. I mean, we can't stand them. So, I mean, all I, I was the biggest Golden State fan, you know. Like, like there's baseball. I, I could care less. But now with the football. You know, the Giants are playing the Vikings, you know, like I want the Giants to win. If the Giants lose to the Vikings, I'm going to watch every playoff game. The playoffs are great. 
all kinds of that was good. I know a lot of it was injuries, and we're used to injuries, but I, I wanted I just wanted to touch on those guys and because we, we may not touch on them in the other subjects as we go on. But so let's get to the, the Sunday sweat wild card weekend. It's basically wild card sweat. And let's get into this here. So I, we got to talk about the Vikings first, my Vikings and the Giants. Your dad, your dad's a Giant fan. Your dad loves the Giants. Let's talk about that game because I'm I'm nervous, obviously. Over the weekend games, that's the best matchup. Really, that's yes. the, that's the really? best matchup. Teams, well, those two teams played like a month ago, and the Giants lost in Minnesota in a very, very close game. But Minnesota yeah. lucked out in that game like they did all year long. Minnesota's a weird team. They yeah. won 13 games. They won 13 and four, right? But when they lose, they look like the <laughs> Texans. They look like the worst team in football. They look terrible when they lose. They get so blown bad. out. I've never seen a team win 13 games and be so bad. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, they got they got Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in football, but they got Probably. nothing else. Like Delvin Cook is okay now. I don't know what happened to him. They got nothing else. They got Kirk Cousins, who nobody wants. Nobody wants Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. So the Giants come along. Now they got their coach, right? They got their coach. He looks like like he grew up. He looks like he grew up like selling like beers at the. At no, the, but you know the thing about that guy, he looks like he's blue collar. But he went to University of Rochester for economics. He's a yellow jacket. University of Rochester, he's a smart guy, went there for economics. To go to U of R, you got to have a scholarship. If you're smart or your parents got to have money, he's a little deceiving. Like, you know, I think that Wink Martindale is a little more of a blue collar than that guy. He's deceiving, buddy. That's, that's, a great, that's a great point. I didn't know he went to U of R. That's a great yeah, point. He's smart. He's on the sidelines. The last game of the year, they blew out. The second to the last game of the year, they blew somebody out. Oh, they blew out the Colts. Yeah. They were winning like twenty-one to three at the half, right? With a couple minutes to go in the half, and they fumbled. Like they were up twenty-one to three, and they fumbled. And he was on the sidelines, and they showed him, and he said, "He said you can read his lips. He would <laughs> like, like he was like what the? He kept saying what was that? Like you could see him. What the f was that? Like like he's that coach. He's that coach where." He does not accept anybody messing up with stupid errors. He's going to jump down your throat. He's going to demand that you play to a standard, and that team is different. They're just different now. So what's your dad? What your dad think of of their chances this weekend? Well, my dad was super skeptical of them, uh, like all off season. I was telling him, "No, man. If they get a couple lucky breaks, they could be okay." And what I mean by lucky breaks is they've always had like major injuries with the quarterback and the running back, right? Mm-hmm. And so but they, they, they got a couple of lucky breaks, but they still had tons of injuries. But my dad didn't believe in that coach. But halfway through the year, he's like, man, I, I haven't seen a coach like this in 30 years here. Like he said, that's I got to say something about the Vikings. I agree with you that they're, they're, they're wishy-washy. Like it's interesting. Like they had a lot of luck this year. You know, they never had luck in the Super Bowls. And their team is deceiving. Their defense is is, is really bad. Um, and, and but I think a lot of that is the coach. Everybody's ha- um, asking for Donatello's head. They don't like him. He plays that soft zone. But I heard they're making changes now, and they're start pressing up a bit. They are actually blitzing a little bit here and there. I actually, I gotta tell you something. Zimmer, Zimmer, Zimmer was 
a better defensive coach. He was a he, he wasn't a great head coach, but he played that he ran that defense a little bit better than this guy. But this is the thing about the Vikings. Yeah, because I Zimmer know had players. Zimmer had great players. I mean, ah, they had, not real. They had Xavier Rhodes, they had Anthony Barr, they had Kendricks, they had um, Everson Griffin. They had they had all these great players. Of course, he played better. But their defense isn't bad. They still got they got Kendrick still, and they got Hunter, and they got Smith from Green Bay who came over. They still got Harrison Smith, the hit man. They got Patrick Peterson, even though he's eighty years old. You know he could talk and be a good game, Patrick Peterson. What's that? Yeah, but but it's not about the D. It's not about the D. I think they've come to. The, I think they realized in the beginning the reason they played that soft zone defense is they're like, okay, get the yards, get the yards, get the yards. Their whole philosophy was sooner or later you're going to make a mistake, a penalty, or or something, and you're not going to get nothing, or maybe you'll get a long field goal. And they are confident. I think this is the thing. They're confident that if you want to get a shootout with them, go ahead. And I think soon they they're 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 that's what they do. And then they get down near the end. And they they drive it down and get a touchdown, or drive it down and get a field goal against the Giants. Yeah. That guy kicked a sixty-one yarder. Now look, I don't know if he didn't make that. Would they have won in overtime? Maybe. But the thing that I don't like is this: they're thirteen and four. I don't care how they got there. I don't care if they rub two sticks together to get there. Like everybody on NFL Network and all these places, they're not even talking about them. It's amazing they're talking about Danny Dimes, talking about Barkley, talking about the Giants. They already wrote the Vikings off, even though the Vikings beat them like a month ago. They already wrote the Vikings off. It's like, I don't understand. On NFL Network, the reason they're not talking about the Vikings is because of Cousins. cousins. No one thinks he's any good. He's not going to do it. He's the same as the guy in Dallas. Like, the Cowboys are not a bad team. They got talent. But that quarterback isn't going to do it. And I think now... You know, these experts, they're basically just picking the quarterbacks. Yeah, but Danny Dimes is is way better than Kirk Cousins. I mean, it's like he's, he's – come on, he's not – Jones is not much better, if better at all. And Cousins has got more weapons. He's got Osborne. And Thielen still can come up with a thing. And he's got TJ at the, the one of the best tight ends right behind Kelsey. That freaking guy has got to be second tight end. And Madison comes in for Cook. I think their offense is 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 really really good. I think people think they're good. It's a defense, and then people always think Cousins is going to screw up. But this year, Cousins hasn't been screwing up really. He's well, come through. Oh, against Green Bay, he was awful. That was a yeah, times. But that's he, the Packers in Green Bay. The Vikings were bound to lose one of the games against them. The Vikings are a weird team because. If you stop Justin Jefferson, which the Cowboys did, the Packers did, the Lions did, the Giants, if you stop Justin Jefferson, they got no shot. Like, like they scored three points against the Cowboys because he caught three passes. Like, yeah, but and down. So that's the thing. Like, the Giants are getting healthy defensively. They're getting a Dory Jackson back, right? They have um, yeah, I know, yeah, McKinney coming back. So if they double Justin Jefferson and take him out of the game. Or just let him catch five or six passes that are like inconsequential, right? They'll beat them because the Vikings, their offense is so geared around him. I mean, they do have other players. Osborne's good. Thielen's still good. They do have other players. But when you take Jefferson out of that lineup, they got no bite. They're a rattlesnake with no fangs. Yeah, but I think that's easier said than done. I know some teams did it. 
right. I don't know. The Giants, the Giants didn't do it. They did it to an extent. He still scored a TD. We're going to see. I don't know. Like, I still think. I know their defense is really weak, and I know all the all the the people with stats are like you know they got that negative point differential and all this. I'm not saying their defense is good by any means, but there's a lot of teams in the NFC. It's like their defense is like the 49ers got a, a real good D. Tampa, Dallas, I guess Philly's got an OKD. Okay there's there's suspect D's around the league, and I think you know you better be on your A game against Jefferson. And if they get him started like early on little short routes and stuff and some screens, you know, they, they may just matriculate it down the field a couple, two or three times and keep the ball away and win it. They're home. They're home. So they and they're home. What is that? Yeah, the horn, the big horn. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, I, I know I'm a Viking fan, but I still get upset. Like I was watching all the shows and all the networks. I'm like, are you going to talk about the Viking giant game? And then sure enough, sooner or later, that NFL network, they start, they talk about it. They got uh, what's your, uh, mooch on it. And then they finally start talking. They're talking about, they're talking about Danny Dimes. They're, Danny, and they're like falling, they're falling in love with the Giants. Like it's like Eli Manning, like it's Eli Manning back in the day. I'm like, wait a minute. These guys are what? Eight? What were they? Nine, five and one? No. What are nine, they? No, ten, nine, six? What are they? Nine, six? And, nine, seven and one. Nine, seven and one. I mean, I know that NFC East is good. But the Vikings played the NFC East this year. I just think they get no, they get no respect at all. They, the odds makers had Green Bay above the Vikings, Tampa, Green Bay, the Chargers above the Vikings to win the Super Bowl odds. The Packers weren't even in the playoffs yet, and, they, and the odds makers had the Packers as a bet as a better bet to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, man, the Vikings still are plus three thousand. It's like plus three thousand to win the, the Super Bowl. Thirteen and four. If if the planets align and San Fran somehow Gino the man comes out Gino Smith and he burns them just for some crazy thing, the Vikings are going to have second home game and they'll play Tampa or Dallas at home. The, the Vikings are playing. The Vikings are gonna, if they beat the Giants, which they should. If they beat the Giants, they go to San Fran. Yeah, and San Fran wins. But if San Fran loses, the Vikings hey, will Tampa, Dallas at home. One of those guys. San I know it's wishful thinking, but weirder things have happened. You know, come on. That, that's all it takes is like McCaffrey or or Bosa or Kittle, you know, when they're walking into the stadium with their outfits on. And it's a big thing about walking down the, the, the tunnel with their outfits. And one of those guys slips and slips down on that cement, the slippery cement, and goes down. It's it, and he, you know, because these guys are sometimes they're. It's like a fashion show down there, and they're more into that, like especially McCaffrey, because he does uh, photo shoots with GQ and everything. It's not a set thing. Don't count Geno Smith out. I'm counting him out. Don't count that guy out. God. He's a gunslinger from West Virginia. That guy's good. He's he was just as good as Lamar Jackson in college. He's not going to get any time. Uh, I don't no. know. I don't know about that. All right. I'm, okay. I don't want to. I, I, I get my blood pressure is going through the roof right now about the Vikings because before I talk to you, this is the first time I talked to you about it. Those those people on TV were getting me pissed. Listen, you make valid points. Like I, I'm not a I'm not a big Vikings guy. I don't think they're that good. But you make extremely valid points. So I got to give you. I got to give it to you. You know, you like you. You articulated 
you know, your reasons. And, um, and it's hard to argue with those. So, okay. Plus 3,000 is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the Cowboys Bucks. Yeah, that well, the, I think the Cowboys are very similar to the Vikings. I think they're a very similar team. They, yeah. they, were, they were 12 and 5 this year. And I mean, 12 and 5 is an excellent record considering the schedule they played. They played the Bengals early yeah. in Tampa Bay. They played the Rams early on before we knew that the Rams sucked. Mm-hmm. These teams, they played the Vikings, the Packers. So they, they had a they they played a tough schedule. They're twelve and five. But when you look at their losses, when you look at the last two games of the year, like the Vikings, they're terrible. Like, they're, like they the Vikings, like the Vikings. So now the same thing with the Cowboys. They're going into this playoff game and they're playing a team that was eight and nine. The Bucks are no good. Tampa Bay's not good, but. It's they're nine. Game. They're nine and eight, right? No, eight nine. Yeah. No, they won that last game and made them nine and eight. Oh, I thought they lost the last. No, they lost to the Falcons. Oh, that's yeah. right. They did. The uh, keep talking. Keep talking. Let me check that because I, I. Why am I thinking nine and eight? Keep going. Keep going. Okay, so they're eight and nine, right now. Everybody thinks the Cowboys are getting killed. You know, for good reason. Dak's got Dak's got an interception in seven games in a row. He's thrown a pick six in three out of the last four games. And if you watch him play, he's even worse than the numbers. He's throwing. You're like, oh my god, where's he throwing it? Like, like he's so bad right now. So the Cowboys and the Vikings are actually almost identical teams. Great records, good regular season. The Cowboys had a lot of good wins, but at the end of the year. When you when you watch the Cowboys play the last few weeks, you're saying to yourself, "There's no way this team can win." So all the experts are saying, "There's no way they can win." I don't know who's going to win that game. I don't think Tampa Bay's any good. No, and you're right. They did get beat by the Falcons. They're eight and nine. And this is another thing I want to talk about with a division winner below 500. A division winner below 500, the Dallas Cowboys should be getting a home game. This is baloney. But the other thing is this. Sean Payton said it best because, you know, Sean Payton does one of these shows now. He said that um, they, they were the wild card years ago. They were 11-5 and five years ago, right? The, the New Orleans was a wild card. So they had to go up to Seattle because Seattle won the division. They were 7-9. and nine. Seattle kicked their ass. Yeah. And he said, um, he said that was no 7-9 and nine team. Like, they kicked their ass. The, the Cowboys are going into Tampa Bay. No, they're 8-9. and nine. I guarantee you they're not going to be an 8-9 team on Monday night. They're getting Carlton Davis back. They're getting Vita Vey back. They might be getting their center, Ryan Jensen, back. They're getting their um, <coughs> Tristan Wirfs back. I don't think – I don't know if the Cowboys are rolling into town and facing an 8-9 team. You know, so they might get their asses kicked. They played in that terrible division, too. And you think their record, they could have eked out like a, a little bit of a better record than 89. I know you're saying Dallas is hot like the Vikings. When they're hot, forget about it. And it's, it's going to, and the Vikings could probably, I think the Vikings got a better shot to get hot because they're home. I think Dallas is going to have a problem. And, and I tell you right now, you know what they're going to be doing in, in Tampa? You know what they're doing like probably today, tomorrow, Sunday? They got the maintenance guys out there and they're drenching the field. They're drenching that field. They're going to water that field down to the quagmire. You know why they're watering the field? Because they're not watering the field to slow down the Cowboys' offense. They're watering the field to slow down the Cowboys' pass rush. Mm -hmm. 
The Cowboys can't get to the quarterback on grass fields. And they're going to do that. Because the, their defensive line is quickness. And, and when you water the field down and you make the field mushy, those defensive linemen can't get around those big tackles. They're not going to get to Brady. And we can't, we can't count the first game of the season. That the, when the when the Bucks beat, can we can we count that game? Why can't I don't understand? Why can't we count that game? I don't know. It seemed like that. Uh, I don't know if you can count. It was nineteen to three. Why can't we count it? I guess we got to count it, but you know, Tampa definitely wants to let you count it. They got to have it. My prediction with the Cowboy game, my prediction is it's going to be thirteen to thirteen or fourteen to thirteen, and it's going to come down to the final minutes, and someone's going to have the ball trying to drive for a winning field goal. That's the Cowboys game is going to be that. No one's going to score a lot, and and they're going. Someone's going to be sixteen to seventeen. Someone's going to be trying trying to kick a winning field goal late in the game. The Vikings game. It could be, you know, the Vikings, you never know. They could be winning 23 to nothing at halftime. You never know with that team. Or they could be losing. Like, you never know. But those are two – those are – I love those two games. Those were the two games we wanted to really get into because cause I'm a big Viking fan. you got your dad as a Giant fan. We're from New York originally. And the cowboys Bucks, I really think, is a premier game. I think that game could end up being a good game no matter what the score is. And I understand what you're saying about the Cowboys with the Vikings. There are comparisons. The quarterbacks, too, even though everybody thinks Dak Prescott's a, like unbelievable, I think the quarterbacks, too, are very similar. He's awful this year. He's awful. He just, yeah, he's, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he's much better than Cousins. So I know they're America's team, and they're very popular and everything, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady. And at the end of the day, going down to Tampa, he's, yeah, going down to meet him. If the game was in Dallas, it might be a little different. But those two games, because – Real quick, let's just go through the other games fast. I don't think these other games are really anything. I mean, the Niners, Seattle. I'm hoping Geno Smith like has a switchblade. I'm hoping I'm hoping Geno Smith is like a guy from the old neighborhood, and he comes out with a switchblade and he and cuts somebody or something, and they win that game. I know they're not going to win it. I know that's the, that game's nothing. The the Buffalo Miami Dolphins game is nothing because. Miami doesn't. Yeah, no tour. No tour. It's a joke. The other thing is, Miami's got that goofy little coach. I don't like that guy. That Mike, what's his name? Michael McDonald. Mike McDonald. What's his name? Uh, I don't know. I don't like that guy. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's weird on the sidelines. He says, they interview him after the first quarter. And he says, oh, we have a great relationship with the referees. Man, shut up. McDaniel. He's Irish. He's another Irish guy. McDaniel. I don't. He's weird. Like he's, I, I don't know. He's not an NFL coach. He's like just, he looks, I don't know. He looks like the equipment kid. It's, I don't get him. He looks like one of those kids, those young kids, like the 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 uh, the uh, the millennial kids that get the the box delivered of their clothes. You know how you can get a box of clothes and you pick the shirt. They help you pick the shirt and the pants and the oh. shoes and the glasses. And yeah, and you get that sent to your, to your house and you put it on and you go out. And what happens is there's 50 million other guys on the street with the same outfit because they, 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 they just send the outfit out to 50 million different guys who are like you. I don't like him either. You know, I don't like him and I don't like the chargers coach. I think they're both the same. Oh. Like that guy either. That guy's terrible. Don't that, guy, that guy. The Chargers coach does everything he can to lose the game. Like he's the worst. He's like the little, the little skinny Ron, Ron Rivera. He's the little skinny oh, Riverboat Ron. Terrible. 
he takes so many chances. That guy gambles on so many things. That guy. It's the most ridiculous. He's on twenty yard line. He's like, let's go for it. Let's go for it. What are you crazy? So, so the Niners. I'm gonna, you know, the Niners. The Niners are better. They're better. The Bills without Tua. That's not a game. Cincy. Now let's talk about Joe Cool. That's not a game either because no Lamar Jackson. That game's over too. They're going to kill them. I mean, these games are terrible, those games. They should be terrible. There should be some blowouts in the playoffs. I mean, come on. That's why they put the Vikings in the middle on Sunday. Because those Vikings got almost, they they have a great time slot. Yeah, and they did that to break up the two crap games. Yeah, yeah. Because those two games are going to suck. And then the the Saturday game, the first game is going to suck. And then let's talk about the Chargers in Jacksonville. That's a, you got Trevor Lawrence, who looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Or he looks like your mom's best friend. Like he's like your mom's female best friend, that, that Trevor Lawrence. He looks, he, and he looks like Caitlyn Jenner. I always said. He's come of age, though. He's good now. He's really good. And the other thing is, the Jaguars got a great coach. Doug Peterson. Yeah, no, he's good. He's won Super Bowl. He's, he's tested. The Vikings screwed up. They should have hired that guy. They yeah, he, Peterson. They messed up. That guy's a great coach. I'm sorry. He's good. He's good, and he and he's won a Super Bowl. Oh, I like. You know why I love that coach because Peterson's teams, the second team I've seen it, they play. They always attack. They're always on the attack. They got the ball. They're always like like pushing the defense, trying to stretch the defense on defense. They're always coming after the quarterback. His teams attack. Like, the other teams don't. Like, those other teams are not always attacking. Like, I, there's something about Doug Peterson. You like He's that. He's a coach. Well, the what's his face? What's that running back? How do you say his name? Eten- Etini? Etini? Yeah. What's his, how do you say his name, that guy? Etienne. Yeah, he's from uh, Clemson? Yeah. Yeah, I knew when they picked that guy that it was a right move. That guy, watching him at Clemson, that guy's tough. But he's an unbelievable he's running back, that guy. What they did was... In the offseason, they picked up Evan Ingram from the Giants, and they put him at, like, some tight end wide receiver position, and he's really good. Yep. They picked Zay Jones from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, they got Marvin Jones, right? And then they got they picked up Christian Kirk from the Cardinals. They picked up a bunch of wide receivers, and they push him down the field. They push him, and, and, or, or they throw those passes where they're cutting across the middle where they catch it in full speed. Mm-hmm. He attacks you. That guy, like what he did to the Cowboys, when the Cowboys were up by 14 points, he attacked that Cowboys team. It was incredible to watch. He he overwhelmed them in that game. So you so they no, I love that coach. I like the team. I just bust bust Trevor Lawrence's chops because when he takes that helmet off and his hair flows, yeah, it's, it's either Fabio or or Caitlyn Jenner. But but the thing is, and against the Chargers, I like them because they're home. And I and the Chargers. I don't think Hebert. I don't. Th- I think he's good, but Mike Williams is out. If Mike Williams is back, is hurt, and I think it's his back. If Mike Williams is out, and it's only Keenan Allen and little running back, which is he's awesome, because they were playing in a they were playing in a a game that didn't matter against Denver last game of the year, and he had Mike Williams in the game in the fourth quarter. Yes. He's got those guys in. The game definitely didn't matter. I forgot about that. The game definitely didn't matter. He's playing. Those guys, and Williams gets hurt. And what's it? Didn't someone else get hurt? It was Williams and um, another guy got hurt, too. Wasn't it Bosa? Bosa. Which is Brandon Staley? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the name of my junior high school. 
Yeah. That's him. He's, he's terrible, this guy. No, Bosa got hurt. Bosa got hurt, too. Yeah, Bosa's been hurt all year. He's been hurt all year. So why? Okay, so you got to explain this to me. I can't understand it. He's making a lot of money. He's the coach. Regardless of his crazy, um, you know, gambling, weird stuff, how he how he goes for it on fourth down on their own 20 all the time. He's like, he's crazy. Like, I know you got four downs. And I know there's a lot of coaches that believe in that, but I just think he's all over the place when he does that. Now, regardless of that, why would you play those guys in that game that you know there is nothing? Because this coach, he it seems like he prides himself on going against the grain. He's just trying to be different. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to pull my, I'm supposed to pull my starters now, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what what the what the uh, the status. I'm not going to do what all the other coaches does. You know, I'm supposed to punt on my own 30-yard line on fourth and one. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be different than everyone else. You know, it's not hard to be different in the NFL because everybody follows suit in the NFL. It's a copycat league. and has been for decades, right? When the, when the 49ers unveiled the West Coast offense back in the 80s, everybody did it. Like, it's, yep. it's not hard to be different, you know? So if you're going to watch what everyone else does and say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something different. And we can tell that that's the only reason you're doing it because there's, because his team isn't even good on fourth and one. They don't, they're not like a great running team. They don't have a great running, uh, a, a run block offensive line. They're not, there's nothing special about them. There's no reason to be going for it every time on fourth down. It just, it, there's like, you don't have that kind of offense. No, Eckler gets open on runs because everyone's scared of him going on a screen. Like he, he's good, but I'm saying though, when it's like, the best team when it's fourth and one are the Eagles because they have that rugby scrum play yeah. that they, they invented. Yeah. Where they bring the tackle in and they bring the guy and then the, 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 the whole team, the whole little guy pushes the pile. Well, and, and Hurts and Hurts has got strong legs. He, 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 he. That's, a, that's a perfect that's a perfect offense for that play. Yeah. The Chargers don't have that. Like so, I can see the Eagles going for it on fourth and one all over the field. At least yeah. they have a play that's that's. The indefensible or undefensible. Yeah. The, the Chargers don't have that. They got this goofy, weird coach that just keeps going. I'm going to be different. Like, get out of here with your different. It's not. So, be so his he screwed. That was really stupid. Like again, I just don't get what these guys are doing. So Williams might be out. Bosa, I don't know if he's out, but Williams it, he may not play. So regardless, they know that Williams are done. And he's going to take chances anyway during that game because he's going to get in scenarios with the Jags because the Jags are going to press them, press them, press them on defense, on offense. I don't see the Jags losing that game. And and now, again, again, this is the thing. I'm going to say this about the Chargers. That's why they don't really have any fans over there in L.A. Even the Rams don't get really a great crowd. But the Chargers, it's it's they're, it's going to be, again, another year. Like, you know, I'm talking, I'm a Viking fan, but it's going to be another year that – you know, uh, Hebert's like so great. They're so great. They're going to be great. Super Bowl. And, and, and it's like, huh? His name was Herbert. Herbert, you know, yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to be the same thing. Same thing. It's always the same thing. It's a bunch of baloney. Those guys get so much respect. The, the people love the Chargers. Love the Chargers. Chargers. I don't know why. Don't know why. They're going to lose that game. Yeah. They're going to win that game. They're going to lose. Because I'll tell you right now, that Staley guy will get outcoached. In, 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 he'll get outcoached, like, in, no way. There's no way. 
Is his name? His name's Staley, though, right? Not Stanley, right? Staley. Staley. I think it's Staley, like the yeah. like your junior high name. Let me look. Yeah, it up. Staley, yes. It doesn't matter anyway. He's going to be gone after this week. <laughs> and they're they'll keep him though. They'll keep him. Oh, no, they're, they're going to try to get Sean Payton. This guy. Where is this guy? Where is he? They don't even talk about him here. Yeah, Staley. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's another one. They should put him together with the Miami coach. Yeah. You know, they put those guys together with Mike McCarthy. You know what? Somebody, you know who's a great coach? You know who did a great job this year? That Dan Campbell in Detroit. Man, that guy did a great job. I'm oh, sorry. that guy. You, you know, I want to play for that guy. You know, they were two and six. They were two and six, and everyone thought, oh, the same old Lions. They ended up nine and eight. That's a good coach right there. I mean, that I'll tell you now, if I could, if I could, if, if I could run like a 40 and, you know, 4.2 at my age and still play in the NFL, I, I'd play for that guy. I, I, that guy, when I watch that guy, I go, geez, I want to go play. Like, I get all pumped up watching them play, even when they play the Vikings. And I'm like, I'd like to go get a, a, some shoulder pads on and go play this guy. Why You, you want to play for this freaking guy. Green Bay, the last game of the year. Both eight and eight, the Lions are eliminated from the playoffs when the, when the Seahawks won the game earlier in the day, and they still kick the freaking Packers' ass. That team comes to play you. All right. So, all right. All right. So, look at. All right, buddy. You know what? The- wait, 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 wait. Real quick, I got I got to do my I got to do my six pack senior six pack. This is Bookie Beatdowns, sponsored okay. by your your old Bookie, who you don't even need the Bookie anymore. Cause, no. cause we got, we got casinos, we got apps, legal apps in New York, uh, Illinois, wherever you go. So, so, you know, your old bookies, I don't even know where, but I, I had an old bookie once his name was Bozo. <laughs> that was his name. The, 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 no one would tell me his real name. His name was Bozo. Well, and, I, had, yeah. so, I had the young bookie in Rome, New York. He, um, I went to bet, like I, I tried to bet like, uh, Oklahoma, I tried to bet like Oklahoma state. And he and he took the bet for Oklahoma, and the Oklahoma game was already over. <laughs> and he took it. What a knucklehead! He and he never he never caught it. Called him up, and I said, like, I want two hundred dollars at Oklahoma State because they were playing in New York. They were playing at ten thirty at night. They were playing on the West Coast, right? And he goes, okay, two hundred dollars for Oklahoma. And I said, and Oklahoma game already ended. Oklahoma game was over. There, it was over. Oh, and he, I got two hundred dollars. And then there was like a long pause on the phone. And I said, uh, yeah, that's it. And so I hung up, and then I already won the bet. I bet a game that was over. <laughs> See, that never happens now. I mean, it's like because yeah, – I bet a game that was over. Like, whew, no one in their lives have ever been able to bet a game that was already over. <laughs> that guy screwed up a free lunch. Okay, so we got we got to do our picks. This is the Bookie Beatdown segment. Tuesday, beat- Tuesday, I went and collected my money. I can't believe it. And he never caught it. I went to the pizza place that collected my money. <laughs> and if you didn't have the money, they put your head in the pizza oven. Yeah, but I, I, how could I not have the money? I, I, the game was over. How could I lose? All right, so, okay, Bookie Beatdown Bats, sponsored by us, Old Men and Sweats. So um, tell me, tell me, you want to give a couple picks or one or two picks, and I'll give my senior six-pack? Are you going to see your six-pack? Yeah. So what, All right, gonna, I'm going to go. I'll go through your six-pack. Now, usually, I like to pick three games, and I pick the teams and usually the money lines, and then unless the line's really high, I know no one wants to lay so much money when the line's really high. 
And then I bet the over-unders. But I don't see the, these games this way. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to bet six, I got six bets, and then you can put them together however you want. You put them in 16 parlay, individually, you know, a 14 parlay, however you people out there want to do it. All right. I'm going to take the 49ers minus 10 points. And I'm not going to do money line because it just costs too much. And anyone out there betting, most people, they w- they wouldn't have the cash or want to invest the cash in San Fran money line. So I'm going to go minus 10. Um, and uh, I'm going to go the Jags. Get this. The, the Chargers are minus one and a half. So I'm going to take the Jags plus, plus the one and a half. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I'm just going to take it. I take the money line on that game. Then I'm going to take the Bills minus 13 and a half. Now, all you people out there, if you can buy a half point to get rid of the hook, you don't want that hook on there on that 13 and a half just for safekeeping. So buy it down to 13 on the Bills. So that's four, right? Then I'm going to take Tom Brady. I'm going to take our fellow old man, Tom Brady, Dallas is minus two and a half. I'm going to play it. I'm going to add a half a point. I'm going to buy a half a point and take Buccaneers plus three. Okay. So that's one, two. How much does it cost you to buy the half a point, though? Like another dime, 10, okay. 10 bucks. You know, like a 110, it'd be like probably 120, maybe okay. 125. It's worth it. Okay. So I got the Buccaneers plus three. I'm going to take the Bills minus 13. I'm going to take the 49ers minus 10. I'm going to take the Jags. Plus the one and a half. That's four bets. And I'm going to take the over in the Viking game. That game's going over. Oh, wow. And then eh, I can't take that Bengals game. It's in the minus nine and a half. No. It's it a little game. crazy. And I can't take the over in the 49er game. And I can't take the over in the Bengal game. And the Dallas game, like you said, there's going to be people betting that game over, that Dallas-Tampa game. Yeah. I don't know about that. Listen, the, reason, the reason you can't take it over in the San Francisco game is because there's a chance that Seattle won't score. Yeah. They're not, they might score. Well, and there's a chance of for a monsoon. It's been raining like crazy up there and down in LA yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, that game may be a low scoring, a low scoring game. So, okay, my last game, I'm going to take the Bills and Dolphins over. That's going to be my iffy one. I'm going to take the Bills and Dolphins over. I like that. I like. I like because that. I think the Bills are going to get way up, and I think uh, it's 43 and a half. I, I'd buy it down to 43, and I think the Bills are going to score like crazy, and then Miami will just get junk points. So I got 49ers minus 10, Jags plus one and a half, Vikings over, Bills minus 13, Bills over. And then the Buccaneers and Tom Terrific plus three. That's my senior six pack. All it's all over the place, so it's kind of confusing. Not my usual. So, what do you like on there? Like, what would you anoint on that? Well, I think that the Niners are going to dominate Seattle, even though that's a division game. And division games you're supposed to stay away from. You know, I I mean, but uh, I I don't see Seattle going into San Francisco and and stopping that that Niners offense. So I love that. I love that game, right? I would stay away from the Cincinnati Ravens game because that's also a divisional game, but that's a little different. The Ravens usually are tough. They're usually mentally tough. 
So, you know, some, so maybe they can keep that game really, really close. I don't know. So I, I would that, – that's a game I stay away from. And then the hardest game to pick, to me, is, the, is Tampa Bay and the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years, right? They haven't beaten Tom Brady. They're 0-7. They've never beaten – they've never beat uh, Todd Bowles, the coach of the Tampa Bay. They're 0-2. He beat them in New York, and he beat them this year in Tampa Bay. The Cowboys have all these trends going against them. I mean, they haven't won a road playoff game in 30 years. So that's the toughest game to pick, you know. But but the Cowboys are giving up two and a half also. Yeah. Yeah. That's even if the even if the Cowboys win that game, they're gonna win by one point. Like I, I would like that's the hardest game. I would stay away from that game. Like you can't you can't pick the Cowboys, you can't pick the Vikings. You don't know what's gonna happen. You know? The 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 pick of the the pick of the day is easily is San Francisco and Buffalo. Like those are the picks of the day. Buffalo's playing against Skylar Thompson. I mean, yeah, who's that? He sounds like some eighth grader. He's the th- Skylar Thompson. It sounds like it's like a kid in eighth grade in middle school. It's like this, you know, like it's Skylar Thompson. There he is. It's like a little middle school kid. I don't know. All the girls, all the girls love him. You know, what, what is this? That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> You know, all the girls are like looking at him. They got Google eyes for Skylar Thompson. You know, but you know what's funny about what you're doing? You're doing something that takes a lot of wavos. Your le- your two games that you say are the best bets are the ones you got to lay the points. You got to lay the points. Yeah. Or or here's the other thing: do the money line. I know what what is it? Minus four forty. Okay, the Forty Nineers are minus four seventy five to win a hundred. Four seventy five. So you know, so drop two thousand down. You know, you win four bucks. And the and the bills is around probably around the same. Let's see. The bills, oh no. The bills is minus nine hundred. Yeah. I mean so you're basically a thousand to make a hundred. You know who makes bets like that? That mattress Mike. That yeah. mattress Mike would make those bets. He'd make money line bet on 49ers and the Bills. Is there any way that Mike McDonald, that goofy coach of the Dolphins, and Skylar Thompson, the eighth grade middle school quarterback, is going to nope. go up to Buffalo and mm-hmm. win that game? Nope. And I think Tyreek Hill got hurt the last game. Yeah, Tyreek's not 100% either. Yeah. You know, so that, 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 that ain't going to work out. So, so you would take those, so you would take two of my bets, of my six senior six pack bets, two yeah. of them you would take. I would take, but, but I would. I, I would take him only if I had a, a, a bundle of cash and I would I would do the money line. Like I would drop, you know, I drop ten thousand on the bills, yeah, thousand on the Niners. You know, you're not you know, you're not gonna get a big bang for your buck, but but you're gonna win your money. Don't yeah. Bills. I completely agree. Another thing, buddy, the referees would never let the Dolphins win up there. They're gonna call they're gonna call more phantom pass interference penalties in Buffalo's favor. There's no way. Now, why don't I ask you one more question in this in this betting segment? Because we, I wanted to talk a lot about the sports TV personalities, but we're going to talk next next week about them because there's a lot you and I want to rant about. But who, like, who would Stephen A. pick? Well, he'll pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He hates the Cowboys. Yeah, he'll pick the. Yeah. <laughs> famous line with the Cowboys is. What can go wrong will go wrong. <laughs> and, and and Skip Bayless will pick up. Oh man, I, I can't stand him. Bayless. Skip he'll, Bayless. Skip Bayless is supposedly a Cowboys fan, but he loves Tom Brady, so he'll pick Brady to beat the Cowboys. 
get out of here. You don't think he'll pick the Cowboys? No, no, because Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless is is he's off that Prescott, completely off that. Oh Prescott. my God! That, no, he'll pick he'll pick Tampa Bay. And and who would who's Shannon going to pick? Shannon Sharp. Oh, Shannon hates the Cowboys. He's picking Tampa Bay too. Is yeah. there any, is there anybody else you think he'd um he'd like in any of those other games? Like he'd have any favorites in any of those other games? He likes Joe Burrow, so he probably you know he likes yeah, he likes they Joe, all, Burrow. They all love Joe Burrow. They all love him. But now what about Colin Coward? I love Colin Coward. You hate him. Uh, Colin Coward. Colin Coward. I love him all the time. He's, I remember like a couple years ago he was running down by the Indianapolis the Indy, Indy Colts are the best organization in football. He says they got a stable ownership. They got a great GM. They got an excellent head coach and a good a good quarterback. He's an idiot. They don't have any of the four. I love him. I think I think his delivery his delivery is awesome, and he's got such a smooth voice. It's like such a nice smooth voice. It's so it's so easy to listen to. Smooth voice. He sounds like. He sounds I like, like him. Like like European culture, social study teachers, and high. What smooth voice. He's terrible. He's I'd terrible. let him. I'd let him adopt adopt me right now. What's that? I'd let him adopt me. Adopt me, even though I'm old. I I I go live right with him. I love that guy. I think he's. I think he's great. The other guys, I don't like them so much because they're arguing all the time back and forth. But anyway, we'll we'll talk more about this because there's a lot going on in the sports TV personality business. Now we gotta leave, but we gotta we gotta just say one thing. You know, the Raiders, it's a Raiders, let's just talk Raiders rap. That's our segment we used to do with the Raiders. Obviously, this would be the last one, but that's all I got to say about it. It's a rap. It's what it's, I, there's so much bad to talk about. I can't even, I, I don't even care anymore. I don't care even next year anymore. I think Derek Carr got screwed. Well, he's gone. He's I know he got screwed. Yeah. They blamed him. They blamed yeah. him. And, it, and, it, and it's Josh McDaniel. And they blamed him. No, oh, it's not. It, it's not Josh McDaniel, and it's not the uh, the guy Ziegler, the GM. What happened with the Raiders is they had all those draft picks from trading Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and all their players. They had all those draft picks, and they swung and missed on everyone, like everyone except Josh Jacobs. He's the only one. I, I just don't understand why Carr. I know it was a nine years he's been there. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like 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 the team had defensive problems, issues. They don't they don't hate Carr. The problem with Carr is if they're going to keep him, they have to pay him thirty million dollars. So the way they're going to rebuild their team is yeah, get, yeah. quarterback. They like Carr. It's not that they think he stinks, but they can't afford to pay a quarterback thirty million dollars while they're rebuilding the roster because the roster has been decimated. When would they own that money? What? When would they owe him? Like, if he stayed through the season, how much would it have cost them? No, he they paid. He's got a contract. He's got some unique contract where they can get out at the end of this year. Okay, so they're going to cut him. They're going to basically cut him unless they can trade him. They can cut him and not have a big cap hit. So they have to cut him. So why did they just wait though? Wait and let him. I don't know. Isn't it the right thing to do? Maybe the guy's been there nine years. He's given his heart and soul. Him a favor. He must be happy about it. I mean, he's got to want to get out of there anyway. Why does he want to stay there? There's no future with this team. They don't have any talent. They got the. I don't know. It just it just seemed like a bad way to let him go. Like he had a post on Instagram, a goodbye to all the Raider fans. It's like 
Couldn't they just like let them play one down and then let them walk dollars? I mean, I, I, I'm not too sad for him. He's fine. He's good. He's gonna he's gonna end up in New York with the Jets. Are you kidding? He's gonna end up in Miami with the Dolphins. He's gonna end up with a way better team. I like him. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for him because I still think they could have just kept him and then let him let him go after the season. They could have let him you know, told them they were going to do it and then let them play a, a one down and, and, and take a knee and then let them out and, and everybody could clap. I just think he deserved a little more than what they gave him. I know it's a business. I just, I just think so. And at the end of the, if it was his brother, if it was his brother, I'd say, right, let's cut him. His brother is he's better than his brother, his brother, his brother. Every time I watch his brother on NFL network, I go, I, right, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't, you know, you know, come on. I mean, there, there's more more trust in what I'm saying. I mean, come on. I got a roll though, right? I mean, all right, all right. So that's okay. So good show, Tommy T. That's it, sweaties. Great. Thank you everybody for joining us. Remember to watch and listen on your podcast uh, platforms and YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And remember, subscribe to our social media and YouTube page at Old Men and Sweats. And remember this, and always remember this, all you youngins and all you old people out there. Remember that we get this from our uncles. At PTI, we won't try harder next time. So, Tommy, so don't even ask. Don't even ask. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Las Vegas, stay sweaty, Tommy. Good show. There was a lot of information. It, 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 it's, so much, it's so much information. Buddy, you were way more fired up than normal today, man. It was excellent. Great show, man. I'll see you. Well, after I ate the sub. Yeah. And once I once I got that sub, that turkey, oh, you know, the protein or the turkey in me, forget it. Look out. All right, buddy. Take care, man. All right. Take care, Tommy T. Talk to you next week. Adios, everybody. You like that? You like that? You like that? You like that? Put your hands together, together for old men and sweat. Old men sweat. Put your hands together, y'all. Very good. We're going to have a good time tonight. Let's go, let's go. It's old men and sweat.